Hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. The news comes at you fast. America's Food and Drug Administration have said that Trump was incorrect. There's information and misinformation. Their own NAFDAQ came out and told Donald Trump, we're going to be waiting here. Where are you talking? Are you talking with by yourself? It's okay. And making sense of it can be hard. Can you I will let you talk. Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. But that's my job. Let's talk context. Let's talk statistics. Talk about those bills at the Senate right now. Let's talk to the experts and the newsmakers. Um, I, I see the kind of stability that would allow uh, growth to happen by this time next year. Every weekday at 3. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi. Let's talk hard facts. Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Fell subsidy is officially over. That's your first hard fact for today. The Petroleum Products Pricing Regulatory Agency, PPPRA, says that from now on, filling stations and fuel marketers can charge whatever price they like. From now on, market forces alone will decide the price of fuel. Not a big surprise. I, pre- I predicted it here on Hard Facts. Remember, when we talked about the new loan from the IMF, I predicted that um, um, this would happen. Remember, the IMF gave unofficial advice to the government, right, to end the subsidy. So you see, if you make Hard Facts a part of your day, you will become a prophet, <laughs> like me. Something that's not so great, 350 new COVID-19 cases nationwide, confirmed cases. Now, there may be more like you were talking about with uh, sheriff this morning on the morning crossfire there may be more but confirmed cases as of yesterday 350 lagos has 102 now remember that isolation centers are running out of bed space in fact we're hearing now that they're not even going to wait for you to test negative the first time anymore once you have been in the isolation center uh, for at least 10 days they let you go back home that's how bad things are getting in that area so please mask up keep your distance wash your hands sanitize them when you get home destroy your mask i have a great show for you today it's friday so we're starting with global review a global big three today we're going to talk about the black lives matter protests that have swept america and are now going on all over the world and then we'll talk about um, the latest in the global fight against covid19 and then we'll talk about ngozi okonjewala she's been nominated for director general of the World Trade Organization. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, you can answer our global big three questions on Twitter, Nigeria Info FM. You can also talk to us on Facebook. You don't need to call into the live show because we have so many channels through which you can participate on the show. So we've got Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, Twitter, Nigeria Info FM. And we have the phone lines, of course, 0700-993-993-993. There's WhatsApp, which is probably the fastest way to get in touch whatsapp is 080-959-75805 080-959-75805 we're going to play just a minute on hard facts and hopefully hopefully you are the person who wins our 10,000 hour if you are and if you want to be Keep listening to Hard Facts and we're going to play it. Once you hear the bed, you hear the sweeper, give us a call and win 10,000 naira for yourself. Nigeria is giving, uh, Nigeria Info is giving away um, 100,000 naira every week. So make sure that you get yourself a, a piece of that pie. As usual for a Friday, we're bringing you ideas with our Yobe and then we'll bring you Public Square. We're going to wrap up the show with music and moments with Ifani and Sam. And of course, there's new news updates at the top of every hour. But right now, let's start with Global Review. This this is Global Review on Hard Facts. Why has America failed to solve its race problem? Globally, which strategies have handled COVID-19 the best? And which Nigerian, living or dead, 
has achieved the most internationally? I need you to cast your mind back and help me answer that question as we get into the stories. Our first story has been dominating the airwaves around the world. Now, if you listen to Hard Facts, you know that every Friday we let Nigeria rest for a bit and then we focus um, our attention on international stories. So which ones are big? Which ones are not? That's what we do every Friday on Hard Facts once it's three o'clock. Now, protests are on all over the United States right now. All 50 states uh, in America, there's currently a protest going on. And the movement has now gone global. We've seen protests in the UK. We've seen protests in uh, uh, the Netherlands. We've seen protests in Australia, in France, even here in Nigeria. Nigeria is not left out of the protests. If there's a global story that is almost as big as COVID-19. Right now, it is Black Lives Matter. So let's talk about it. Black Lives Matter did not start today. It started years ago. The first time uh, Black Americans used that term, used that slogan in a protest was in 2013. So year after year, you have had these protests about police in America shooting black people. And you've had them happen over every other killing. It's a cycle. Black people in America have been complaining for decades that police are targeting them. It's constant. But once in a while, a video pops up. And you know what they say, a picture paints a thousand words. So maybe videos paint a million words. So a video pops up and it shows exactly what black Americans have been complaining about. It shows police unjustly brutalizing a black person or even killing them. And that video then sparks protests. This time, it was George Floyd's video. That video is everywhere. Personally, I haven't um, had the stomach to to watch the video. A young girl recorded recorded it on her phone. Police were arresting George Floyd. They had him subdued on the ground in the street. And one officer knelt on him while three others kept watch. Knelt on him, knelt down on him, as in put his knee on George Floyd. And George Floyd, on the ground, begged for his life. He said he couldn't breathe. He said he was claustrophobic. He cried for his mother. And that officer kept that knee on him. That officer looked right at the camera that was recording, right at it. And George Floyd died. So before we talk about the protests, let's talk about the problem that is triggering the, 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 the protests. Institutional anti-black racism in the American police community. Now, before you say that black Americans are exaggerating, I want you to hear from Andrew Cuomo. He's the governor of New York. He's a white man. He's a lifelong politician. He's a public official. And here's what he had to say. Seen this from Rodney King forward. I mean, I was there for Amadou Diallo. Uh, I was there for Abner Louima. And then you have Eric Garner. And then you have George Floyd. It's the same case. Just change a couple of facts. It's the same exact situation. It's been 30 years since Rodney King. Amadou Diallo in New York, the reporter won a Pulitzer Prize for the reporting. Wow, great job by journalists. Great job showing the injustice. And what happened? What was the resolution? Where was the progress? Eric Garner? No, I'm with the protesters. Thank you very much. And there you have the governor of New York. And he's reminding America that this thing goes back decades. Rodney King's video was in the early 90s, 30 years ago. It showed LAPD officers beating up a black man. In spite of that video, a jury found them not guilty. 
there were riots. So this thing is not new and it is not fake. So here's my first question. Why has the USA been unable to solve its anti-black problem in the police? Why has the USA been unable to solve its anti-black problem in the police? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. I'm going to take two calls and then we'll continue the conversation. Why has the USA been unable to solve its anti-black problem in the police? 99.3. President Sandra. What's your name, sir? This is Chris. Chris, welcome to the show. Mm, you see why I always call you president. You know when you predicted the... Uh, well, uh, this, uh, it happened today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So when I call you my president, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, for the police... Uh, that would, You know they say the guy has corona, Abi? Is that an escape route? Yes, yes. He was positive with corona before, when he died. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just like um, when we complain here, we have bad eggs in our police. I think it's the bad ones among them that are causing all this. And there's one, something that happened in Lagos or Nigeria here, they call Otoge. I think they will practice that in U.S. This time on, I think their white uh, police can sit up. Can I talk about Ngozi Kojo Wella? Eventually, but I, I want to stay on this story for a bit. Thank you for calling me, Chris. Hello? Hello. Hello, how are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? Okay, my name is Lucky. Lucky, why has the U.S. been unable to solve its anti-black problem with the police? Madam, I don't think if the problem is as deep as you are making it, painting it to be, there is, if, if things happen all over the, all over the place, you want, you want bad. Uh, but I don't think in this case, in this very case, hmm. This your block case. Not to dampen the, the brutality of the guy die of the guy dead, of the way the guy died in the heart of the police. Mm. But I see that this thing is overhyped because of Donald Trump. You think you think that you think that white police targeting black men, black women for more than thirty years okay, is not, overhyped. Not, not, not with our target. I mean it's not you I don't try to you get our target. Um, I can you use the word. I can you. I can. I can use the word target because there's been study after study about it, and there's more. And you're more likely to die as a black man at the hands of white police. That we are. That we are the same black. When police, when people even are dying as a police, it's a target. It's all the bad egg among the bad egg among the police. So how many? So how many bad eggs are there among one police force? If you have account, if you have account. A lot of incidents. A lot of incidents. Let me make this clear also for you, uh-huh. um, Sandra. Uh-huh. I know the black also. The black in America, the typical black man is resistant. Is resistant. If they bring you somewhere as a slave for decades, for centuries, you're not going to be resistant. You cannot even when we when we when we, when we say when. We, when we, when we say this, when I say when I mean what I mean by resistance in this, when you because in this case now I have, I don't know if you can educate me more mm-hmm. because because of this, this the protest, we don't know what the what were arrested the guy for mm-hmm. all those the protest are shadow of all those things. I really want to know what was the attempt, what was the what was the incident led to the arrest. I'd like to know about that. I'm to get a more view of what really happened. No matter, no matter what... Ha- Hold on. Let me, let, tell, let me tell you something, Lucky. Lucky, let me tell you something. There was yes. a white man who went into a church and shot up all the black people in that church. He killed people, but somehow the police arrested that white man and he did not die. Whatever Judge Floyd had done that warranted his arrest, it did not warrant what the police did to him. So why are you asking me? So why are you asking me, Lucky? What did he do that made them arrest him? That got us to that? No, but but whatever he did, but whatever he, Lucky, Lucky, whatever he, no, Lucky, answer me this, Lucky, answer me this. Whatever he did, did it merit that police officer kneeling on him for nine minutes until he died? 
The police officer might not the police officer might not know. They had him in handcuffs. They they had him in handcuffs. Did they need to kneel on him for nine minutes until he died? All the other black people who have been killed in America, did the police need to kill them? The summary also are saying that this very case is overhyped by politicians in America. How long have you been paying attention to American politics, Lucky? Lucky, Lucky, how long have you been paying attention to American politics? For long, for a long time, for a long time, and you think that judge? I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, you know what? You you actually don't know what you're talking about, Lucky. You actually you actually don't know what you're talking about. Is overhyped because Donald Trump. Yeah, it's very obvious for all to see. I watched more the video. I watched more the video. Did the video? I see a black man looting. This guy. This you. This is a risk. This is. I don't think it's. It's not poor in any manner. Enter your shop. Park his car. Enter your shop. Loot. There were also white people. There were also white people looting. Why didn't you talk about the white people looting? What you also you also have white people looting. In fact, the okay. white people started okay. looting okay. first. Compare the protest now. Compare the protest with what you saw in Hong Kong. Hong Kong almost tried last year, last year. Mm-hmm. Almost how many bombs? Mm-hmm. How many people do you see? What you have to see in this case? How many? How many what? How many people? How many people? So 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 because people in Hong so because people are looting because people are looting in America, what they are protesting about doesn't make sense. My point. My point is that. The black man, yes, you go to also blame the white man for everything about him. But the black man also look at himself. Look at himself look and say what from. exactly? We should look at where we are coming from. Where are we coming from, Lucky? Everything we call it a racism. Where are we coming, Lucky? Where are we coming from? What are racism? Fine, we're doing bad things to ourselves here. They're doing so, bad things to themselves there. But you also have the police doing bad so, things to so, them. So, Should they call it out or not, Lucky? Lucky, if white policemen are doing bad things to black people, should they call it out or not? Should they protest it or not? But I'm telling you, it's not really overhyped. It's overhyped. That's all, that's all our problem is caused by, by the white. All right, Lucky, thank you for calling me. Uh, I don't think anybody has ever said that all their problems are caused by the whites, right? All they've said is that police has been killing them for years, for decades. You heard a white man, the governor of a state, say to you that this has been happening for as long as he has been in political office, as long as he's been a public servant, as long as he's known about public life in America. This has been happening for more than 30 years, but they are overhyped because you like Trump? (laughs) Now, these protests are going on all over America, right? And they're going on in other countries as well. Public protests. And in America, we're still seeing the police attacking peaceful protesters. I wish I still had Lucky on the line, so he'll tell me what he thinks about that. Yes, there have been some looters... There have been some looters and there have been some violent protesters. Uh, There have also been some riots. And in those situations, police is 100% justified in using force to arrest them. But we've also seen on video far more situations where police are attacking peaceful protesters. I saw one where the man was talking to the officers and they pushed him down. And he hit his head on the pavement. A white man. And then I saw another one. This one, a black couple. They were just in their car driving. And the police surrounded them. They shot them with stun guns. And they arrested them. That black couple is suing the police. The police officers that did that have been dismissed. In another video, the police all knelt down on one knee as a sign of solidarity with the protesters. And when the protesters came close to thank them, the police tear-gassed them. So is the American police trigger happy? When it happens here in Nigeria, you complain about it. You say it's an injustice when it happens here. But when it happens in America, you say, oh, it's overhyped because of Trump. When we're talking about police brutality in Nigeria, are we saying, are we, does anybody say we're overhyping it because of President Buhari or President Gulag Jonathan? No, they just say police brutality is a terrible thing that needs to end. Why then will Lucky call me and say it's overhyped because of Trump? That is the most brave. Even when they know, I'm talking about the American police now, even when they know that the whole world is watching them, they are still using very violent tactics.
And the funny thing about this story is the way the other governments are now talking to the U.S. government. You know how America is always expressing concern about human rights in other countries? Well, now other countries are expressing concern about America. The Russian government is urging America to respect freedom of the press because police are arresting journalists. China says America should respect minority rights. China. China says respect minority rights, especially black rights. China, where Africans were complaining that Africans were being targeted because they thought they had coronavirus. You remember the same China giving America advice. Iran says America should respect the right to protest and free speech. In the UK, the opposition Labour Party has asked government to make sure America doesn't buy weapons from them to use against protesters. These are the kinds of messages they send to countries like Africa, but they're saying it to America. Australia is launching an investigation into Trump's use of tear gas against protesters near the White House because an Australian journalist was hit. So suddenly, America is on the receiving end. And I have to ask if you think America has a human rights problem. What do you think about all these warnings that uh, other countries are sending the U.S. government? 0700-993-993-993. And yes, you can still tell me why you think the USA has been unable to solve its anti-black problem in the police. 0700-993-993-993. Hello? Hello? Yeah, good afternoon, Good afternoon to you. What's your name? Yeah, my name is uh, Corey from Shomoro. Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, for Loki, I think he's saying the other sentiment. Because if it was his brother that was cute, he wouldn't be saying they are overhyping it because of Trump and all that. So I think whenever we want to make criticism, we should do so reasonably. So for America not being able to... Uh, handle the uh, problems in the police. I think it's because they're not ready. When they are ready, they will handle it. They're not ready. And it's good the way other world leaders are actually trying to speak out against them, even China. China of all people. So it's very good. It's a good thing. When they are ready, they will sort out their issues. All right. When they're ready, they'll sort out their issues. Hello? Sorry about that. 99.3. Hello. How are you? What's your name? Yeah, this is Ola. Ola, why do you think America hasn't solved its anti-black problem with the police? Okay, first of all, don't mind... Don't mind Lucky. He's trying to get a U.S. visa. I needed that laugh. Okay. <laughs> wow, is that all you called to tell me? Wow, okay. <laughs> Thank you for calling me. We've got uh, more comments on, on uh, Facebook and WhatsApp. Let me go to um, uh, WhatsApp now. This person says that... Um, um, Sandra, because you've not watched the video, that's why you're not able to paint the picture properly that policeman actually knelt on floyd's neck yeah indeed he did he did thank you for sending your message to me uh somebody says sandra this thing started in 1955 when rosa parks a black seamstress took a seat in the section of a montgomery bus reserved for whites the driver asked her to move to the back seat but she refused and was arrested thank god for martin luther king jr who delivered the speech i have a dream but that dream is is yet to come to reality. From WhatsApp, this lucky is not a good person. So to him, black person talking that way. Ah, I shake my head for you, Lucky. Uh, Yomi from Otter says. We've got somebody who says that Mr. Barack Obama is the one causing all the bruhaha in America in an African ways. What the? What? You? Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, we've got um, this person who says, Sandra, your response to that guy was not satisfactory to me. Joyce would have given it to him hot. Eat his brain if possible. I, I don't eat brains. I'm not a cannibal. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Another message here. 
Um, Nigeria info, our black people has some curse following them even as a nationality of white nations. I think the problem is because of hatred on blacks, but some blacks behave abnormal. That's a lot of self-loathing in that message. Why do you hate yourself so much? Why? We've got another message here. Um... Years of unaddressed racial issues is what the West is going through currently. A broken system in which they are operating on. The country was built with violence towards the slaves and natives. We've got on the message, Sandra, this lucky guy is so naive about America and Americans. Who is he? How much did he know or know about Donald Trump? Does he know that Trump, does he know uh, Trump more than the governor of New York, where Trump himself comes from? That lucky uh, guy has to change um, the the papers where he reads. Okay, let's stop attacking Lucky. All right, let's stop. Let's stop doing that. Let me come back to the phone lines. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Hello, Sandra. How are you? What's your name? Uh, it's a joy to get you again. Yeah. Well, I'm Johnson calling from Ipejuleke. Welcome, Johnson. Yes, I'm so sorry that Lucky could talk like that of the black man. However. Hello. I'm hearing you. Go ahead. You know, I have been following the black and the white activities in in the U.S. I know how blacks have been ill-treated by the whites. Can you remember in the 60s, there was the Ku Klux Klan. I think you heard of that, of that society, the Ku Klux Klan. There wasn't even. There's still the Ku Klux Klan. They're still they there. They're still there. Yeah. And they continue to produce Kukan clan against the blacks. They have been killing blacks. They have been killing blacks, women, family. The Kukan clan used to kill a whole generation of black people. Do you understand? Yeah. So this thing has been happening. That is the time that blacks should speak out and fight for their rights. Do you understand? So I'm so I'm so sorry that Lucky could stand, could call you and argue with you on the black demonstration in in the US. Okay. It is the time for blacks to talk. Okay. Joseph Fuller was being was being killed, massacred by a black by, by a white man while he was still pleading for his mother, calling his mother and he was being killed. Yeah. And people are saying that this is wrong. Look, <laughs> we the blacks, we need to wake up and talk for ourselves. You know about the, uh, the buffalo soldiers? Mm-hmm. Do you know about the buffalo soldiers? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were the people that fought for American liberation, for their freedom. Blacks were fighting for America from years to years during the freedom, during the time America was fighting for independence. Mm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So, blacks have been a great contributors to the development of America and say they are, they are massacring the blacks. What are we saying? Eh? That is the time that blacks should stand up. So, thank you for this program. Thank God you for calling you. me. Bless you as well. 99.3. Hello, Sandra. How are you? What's your name? Olumuiwa. Olumuiwa, good to have you on the show. There was a time a man and his young boy of four years, they are going out. And the boy saw a balloon seller throwing balloon on the air. Red, blue, white, red. And the boy said, Daddy, buy me one, buy me one. And they went there. When they got there, the balloon man gave the black man a black balloon. And the boy said, no, I don't want black. I want white. I want red. And the balloon man said, white. He said, see the white, see the red on the sky above, but no black above. So I need white. I need red. And the balloon man said, what is inside the balloon is what made balloon go up the sky, not what is in the color. The day the African man will forget the color of their skin and discover that what makes white go up is not in their color, but it is inside them. Then the Africa will come together and they will become one. It is Africa that useless themselves and show themselves cheaply to the white men. So when the Africa discover that what will make us succeed is not in the color of our skin, but inside us, 
the beginning of revival in Africa land. Good afternoon. All right, Thank you for calling. It's always a pleasure to listen to Olumuiwa. If you just joined the show, hello. We're asking why America has failed to solve its race problem, right? Our first story is a story that's been dominating the airwaves around the world. It's probably even uh, bigger than COVID-19 at the moment. Black Lives Matter. It's a movement um, that is protesting police uh, brutality, police killing of black men and black women, black lives. And this is a protest um, that uh, took on that name in 2013, but the protests have been on, uh, 2013, sorry, but um, the protests have been going on for longer than, than 2013. And what has caused the protest this time is the murder of George Floyd. The policemen in this story have been convicted, by the way, I have to mention that. Um, so if Lucky is saying, oh, what did they do wrong? Uh, I need to know what uh, George Floyd did to begin with that caused his murder. I need to tell you that the police officers have now been charged with murder. So if um, if, if uh, they've not been convicted yet, they've been charged. If they didn't do anything wrong, they probably wouldn't be charged. They'll be w- walking free. So at first they were put on suspension. Uh, and then they were, they were, um, and then the protest continued, and that's why um, right now the judicial system in America is saying, okay, we need to find a way to 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 get this uh, to happen. So we're keeping our eye on that story. If there's any new development uh, in the case of the officers who killed George Floyd, we're going to let you know about it. You're listening to Global Review. Don't go away. This is Global Review on Hard Facts. Our second story is a COVID-19 update. Let's see how other countries are handling the pandemic, shall we? In New Zealand, they are about to declare themselves uh, officially COVID-19 free. Their last case left quarantine on May the 18th. So June 15th will mark 28 days since they had a positive case. That's the milestone that their government has chosen instead of the normal 14 days. So they're being extra careful. But still, it's been three weeks since New Zealand had a case. So um, I am I'm pretty proud of my de facto country because I've adopted them as my country. And well done, New Zealand. Congratulations. Uh-huh. Now, how did New Zealand manage it? Well, the first thing they did is their prime minister, right? Jacinda Ardern. She acted very, very quickly from day one. What she did from day one was stop international flights very early, order quarantine for the last few arrivals, then order a general lockdown very early. She um, also herself went into lockdown, so a complete shutdown of the country. She kept putting videos online. Remember, we talked about it, videos on online of herself working from home in her pajamas with her children leading by example pretty much and then they did massive testing very early massive testing and massive tracking and tracing their contract uh, uh, contact tracing game was on point and they just stuck to it of course they have a relatively rich government so they were able to provide relief packages for those who couldn't work it's like my guest said yesterday on the big hard facts the richer your government is the longer you can keep a lockdown running because government can take care of those uh, who are hit by the economy so that's what new zealand did now let me take you to brazil if New Zealand is the most successful country in the fight, Brazil is maybe the least success, uh, successful. They've just hit their peak. This week, they recorded the most deaths in a single day. Two days in a row. The most deaths in a single day, two days in a row. On Tuesday, it was 1,262. On Wednesday, it was 1,349. So far in Brazil, COVID-19 has killed 32,000 people and infected over a mil- over half a million people. More than 500,000. So yeah, they're like the opposite of New Zealand. And what's their president's reaction? Yeah, Bolsonaro? What's his reaction? He has ordered an end to the lockdown. At a time where COVID-19 is doing them shege, is killing more people than ever before in Brazil, 
Bolsonaro ends the lockdown. And when he was asked about it, when he was asked if he's not worried about even more Brazilians dying, here's what he said, quote, sorry for all the dead, but that's everyone's destiny, end quote. Let me repeat, the president of Brazil, when he was asked about the people dying due to his policy, he said, sorry for all the dead, but that's everyone's destiny. Remember a few weeks ago, we talked about another Bolsonaro comment, right? They asked him about COVID-19 deaths and he said, sorry about the dead, but what do you expect me to do? So it seems generally Bolsonaro doesn't think that death during a pandemic is a president's problem. And I wonder whether you agree. Like imagine President Buhari saying that, sorry about the dead, but it's everybody's destiny to die. Would you say, well, he has a point. Last, last, everybody must shall die. Balamogulis, if you watch Game of Thrones. But before you answer that, let's talk about policy decisions. Unlike Arden in New Zealand and uh, in New Zealand and some other countries where their policy was great, Bolsonaro ordered a lockdown very late after the infection numbers were already in their thousands. Before then, he was insisting that COVID-19 was not a big deal. And you had public health experts who were suge who suggested at the time that the difference between success and failure is how early government take action. And they've maintained that opinion till date. How early the government takes action determines whether they succeed or they fail. Now, before you tell me what you think, let me give you one more case. Sweden. A lot of you have been telling me about Sweden. Every time you call, you tell me, oh, they didn't, they didn't even lock down. They were relying, relying on herd immunity and it's going very well. You said that to me several times. But their chief epidemiologist, Anders Tegnell, he came up with their official strategy. Now he's saying that they were too relaxed. He said, quote, should we encounter the same disease with exactly what we know about it today? I think we would land midway between what Sweden did and what the rest of the world did, end of quote. And he was the one that initially said, let's do herd immunity. And the thing showed them Pepe. So Tegnell is saying we did not go far enough. Other, other countries went too far, we think, but we definitely did not go far enough. And what was the result? Sweden's death rate is four times higher than Denmark's and 10 times higher than Norway. Those are their neighbors. Both Denmark and Norway did full lockdowns. Sweden only locked down the elderly and allowed everybody else to move around. And now their death rate is 10 times higher than their neighbor. So now that you've heard about Arden in New Zealand and Bolsonaro in Brazil and Tegnell, the epidemiologist in Sweden, who do you think handled COVID-19 best? Which country's path was the best, do you think? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. Hello? Hello. Hi, good afternoon, my brother. Good afternoon, my brother. How are you? Uh, fine. I thank God to do. Today is my first time of getting you up after three months. So. Oh, welcome. We're glad you kept trying. Uh, uh, my name is Stephen Okutete from Ajegunle. Welcome, Stephen. Go ahead. Yeah, so I wanted to contribute to this uh, killing of a, a, a black in America. Yes, go ahead, please. So I find that uh, you see, it is hatred. It is, it is hatred. It's hatred. No, no, no. no. So I, me and myself, I'm in support of this uh, our blacks protesting all over the world. Thank God, Nigeria is involved in the in the protest. I want the protest to continue. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let the protest continue. He says. Thanks for calling me. Ninety-nine point three. Ninety-nine point three. Hello? Hello? Unfortunately, I can't hear you, so call me back. 99.3? Yeah, President Sandra. What's your name, sir? Chris. Chris, good to have you back. Uh, thank you. Um, the, the, the woman, the president, mm. the adopted country, mm. it started early, right? Yes. 
um, um, Sankore, I call him the maestro, he started early as well. Like I always say, to be a good leader, you have to be a good listener. People who are managing this COVID-19 world, they didn't listen to Sankore then. Early March, six, 6th of March, it was on Friday, Sankore had been locked down, locked down, locked down. Rich country. Nigeria is rich now. They have the money to do what I have some supporters of them will call and say there's no money anywhere. Now lie. There's money in this country to do whatever palliative. If there was money, we will not end fuel subsidy. We just ended fuel subsidy because we're broke. Ah, President Sandra, please now, don't believe that thing they are telling I'm us. Not, I'm not no believing. Money. I'm looking at the facts. You want the show to be based on facts. That's why it's called Hard Facts. And the facts say Nigeria is broke. Are we mismanaging the little money we have? Yes. But do we have money? No. What of the one they are mismanaging? What do you call that? Is that not money? Oh, okay. So I guess you two, you have money now because, you know, anybody that has small money has money. We do go to Ngozi Nkonjo well our own. You know my reach, right? Thank you for calling me, Chris. 99.3. Hello? Hello, Sandra. How are you, sir? What's your name? Hello? Hello? Oh, that's unfortunate. 99.3. Hello? How are you? Aki Augustate. Aki, welcome. Go ahead. Thank you. My take, first of all, on the blacks. I mean, the man that was killed in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for him. Okay. And to me, ma'am, mm-hmm. that is the average behavior of the white Americans. You know that I have people over there. Okay. Secretly, they will call on you and tell you that when their kids come back home, the story they narrate is as if they pack their things and come back. Hmm. If they have the chance, they will pack their things and move back home. Hmm. Most of them, when the their children come back home from, I mean, come back from school, the narration, the story they give narrate to them, shedding tears to their parents, they they just feel like coming back to Nigeria. But stories of, of racism. That is it. Hmm. They call them names, all sorts of names. I want to tell you a story here, I mean, on this program hmm. about myself. Mm-hmm. My father was a diplomat, upper volta here, African country, American school. We know the names they call us there in the 80s. We know what they call us there, over there, the white Americans. But to me, I feel I'll talk to the blacks. They should all leave. I mean, make their country great. And those who are planning to go and give death there, they should start having rethink. Because it's as if giving birth to a modern slave. That is how I describe it before God and man, anywhere we start discussing things like this. That is just my take. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, for the COVID of it, mm-hmm. I think oh, I mean, WHO themselves are causing more confusion on this. Okay. There is a report outside that even if you have this thing, mm. if your immune is great, not treating it, the thing will leave you by itself. Yeah, true. Then, excuse me, why all this? Because it's also very infectious. How old are you, sir? And I'm, uh, let's say, in my mid-40s. Okay. So, um, recently now, mm-hmm. recently now, a report just came out again from them mm. that after 10 days, you can't infect people. Yes, but within the first 10 days, if I get it and I give it to you, and let's say you have high blood pressure, or let's say you have diabetes, it could kill you. Because your immune, yeah, know, si- your, uh-huh, because your immune system is already down. Now, if yeah. you're living with your mom, who is older than you, or your dad, or your uncle, or a relative who is older than you, and you get it, but your immune system is great, if you infect that person, you could kill them. So, because we don't want to knowingly kill our fellow brothers and sisters who, number one, have poor immune systems, or number two, are old, or number three, have other illnesses, that's why we're being very careful with it. If you're saying, all man to himself, everybody must still die, mid and die, go, the young will survive, then um, I don't know what to say about that then. 
it is worse, huh? Mm. Thank you, Mum. Thank you for calling me, Aking. All right, let's move on to our final story. Where does the time go? Ngozi Okonjiwala. She's the running. Uh, uh, she's the. She's in the running to be the next World Trade Organization Director General. That's our third story. The Nigerian government just nominated her as our official candidate. The selection process started last month. Any country can nominate a candidate. After the nomination process ends, all the countries will decide uh, on the winner by consensus. So we still have a long way to go here, right? But she's been nominated. And it got me thinking about Nigerians on the world stage. I mean, even before this nomination, Okonjiwala's global CV has been stunning. Like, goddamn, like she's goals. This one, Nobi Local Champion. She was managing director uh, for operations at the World Bank. She's currently the chairman of the board of Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance. They're one of the biggest coordinators of global vaccination programs, and she is their board chairman. She's an African Union special envoy for COVID-19 support. She's an external advisor to the IMF on policy. She's on the board of directors of Twitter on the woman they try. Kai. And she's not alone. There are lots of Nigerians doing amazing things on the world stage, both now and in the past. You have people like Obie Ezekwesili. She was also at the World Bank. She was their vice president for Africa. You've heard about Transparency, uh, Transparency International, right? Did you know that she was one of the co-founders for Transparency International? If you didn't know, now you know. And right now, She's on the board of the International Bureau for Fiscal Documentation. That's the world's top research center for taxation and tax law. And by the way, there's another Nigerian woman doing amazing things at the IBFD, Belema Obofuribo. She's a director of their knowledge center. She's also the director of the Africa Tax Symposium. Brilliant, brilliant Nigerians. And, and Nigerians are doing well in other fields as well, not just diplomacy or policy. You have our artists like Wole Shoenka, the Nobel uh, Prize winner. You have Nigerian athletes like Israel Adesonyo and Kamalu Usman do, uh, dominating their sports. You have our Nigerian music taking global stage as well. So, so generally, Nigeria has a lot of global success stories. And that's our third story. I want you to tell me your favorite uh, uh, global success story. This is a feel-good story. It's a, it's a, all the time we're talking about dark things and sad things. Let's talk about something that feels good. Which Nigerians do you think have made us proud on the world stage? Which, which Nigerians do you think have accomplished the most globally, whether they are alive, whether they are dead, who are our most respected global citizens? In fact, who is the greatest Nigerian, living or dead, in terms of international achievement? 0700-993-993-993. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805 on Hard Facts. 99.3. Hello. How are you? What's your name? Uh, what is low? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to have you yeah, on the show. This is uh, who? This is Richard. Welcome, Richard. Richard. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I really want to appreciate Ungozi. Okay. Uh, while Ungozi was here then, I was I really learned a lot. In fact, I was always telling my friend she was supposed to be the president of Nigeria. <laughs> but now I think uh, for those, if not tribal politics and the rest, you know, I think Nigeria can see how she's going further and further. And I want to say something also, mm. if you don't mind, about this uh, Trump and... Uh, yes, yes, go ahead. You can comment on any of the three stories. Yeah, about police brutality. Mm. I must tell you, uh, it is really a police brutality, but uh, people are lucky. I'm not abusing him, no. And, uh, I'm not trying to use words against him. But people are lucky are not seeing the overtone racism behind the whole thing, you know? So I hope uh, Nigerians should uh, take a cue, learn. Joyce was always telling people, come out, protest. Protest can come, it's not uh, religious, nothing, it's just your right. And uh, what is really going on right now, as I see in America, 
is a power play. Politics power play. The blacks want to take over. They want to make their life, their self stand. And they but, and they have a right to. They're Americans. Yes. They're Americans. They, they, they shouldn't be second-class citizens in their own country. Yeah. They are doing it well now, and this is a great opportunity for them. Why they were here, why... Well, let me not go to history of Bible. Let me leave that. <laughs> but I'm happy with uh, the protest right now. I'm so happy. I'm, I won't lie to you. I watched the video. See, some people were looking at why the white man, the policeman, push his leg on that man's le- uh, neck. You know, looking at police uh, hierarchy, the rest couldn't talk. They saw him, maybe he, he could be the, I mean, that's what I really want to find out. Maybe he's even higher than the other people around, the other three people they, around. They, they typically aren't, actually. It's just, there's a kind of, um, there's a kind of cover yourself that happens. And it also happens with Nigerian police. It happens with, like, organizations like that. It happens with medical yeah. doctors. It happens with all kinds of things. There's a kind yeah, of cover yourself that happens, you know. Don't don't call him out. And then what you even have yeah. happening is sometimes when you have one of them call out one of them for being bad or tries to prevent them from doing the wrong thing, they set that person yeah. up and fire that person. They, they target that can person. You, can you imagine? It happens, See, yeah. That, yeah, that is why the other ones couldn't come and help and tell the policeman what you are doing is wrong. Remove your leg from this man. You see that? So, Rocky, please, take your time. Calm down. Study the study. Study it well. And again, let's look at this COVID issue. I'm really disappointed. I'm really disappointed. In who? About our government. Okay. I'm never for Buhari. Neither am I for him. I'm disappointed about them. You can't give what you don't have. You don't expect somebody. How, how could our constitution say why should be a president? I'm not trying to be. I mean, abusive here, but it's, I'm. I'm just disappointed. Disappointed. Lockdown. When? Hello. Yes. Go ahead. I'm listening. When the lockdown was supposed to put in place, they did not lock that. They waited for all these people to come in first. Yeah. And people, see what New Zealand did. And I was saying it on my Facebook. As anybody is coming in, no matter who is a big man children or not, quarantine them. Mm-hmm. And I'm so disappointed with the advert too. I, I know Nigerian for is doing well. I was so disappointed. I couldn't call in. Mm. The advert, you guys were running that whenever you come into the Nigeria, go and quarantine yourself. Why could you say go and quarantine yourself? Because we have to quarantine them as they come in. Because government to quarantine them. Government did not have a policy that quarantined people who came in. Okay. Government said self-isolate. So you can't you can't say right. government will quarantine you. Government did not have that policy. But you can see that what New Zealand did for what you said. Mm. As they come, they quarantined them. The policy. So can you imagine? You don't give what you don't have. You don't give what Our you don't generation have. Our Let's plan for the next generation. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. A pleasure to talk to you as well.